Hello and welcome back to Touch Cower. Let's blow out the mic a bit. Just go. Go for it. Uh, my name is Matthew Boynton. I'm joined as always by Daniel Bellamy. Daniel, you'll have noticed that recently we haven't had that many sponsors on the show. I, you know what? I totally noticed that. Yeah. You're right. Um, what one, happened? What happened to the sponsors? It's, it's not from a lack of hustle. But, is it, uh, uh, did we become unpalatable? Have we been canceled? I think, in fact, it was the other way around. Um, I felt that a lot of the sponsors we were getting into bed with didn't really match the brand ideals mm. of Sakamichi Brewing. Right. Um, and so decided to put it to one side for now. But you'll be very pleased to hear that I've been working together with our ethical capitalism team. Okay, great. And this week, we have a whole new raft of exciting sponsors. All of these are, are brands and ideas that I personally really feel, you know, we can identify with. Okay. Sakamichi Brewing. Um, all of them, I think you will be very excited I by. trust you implicitly. You've never steered me wrong, certainly not on this podcast. All right, so Sakamichi Brewing is brought to you in part this week by Bag O'Bones. Mm. Uh, this is the only beer snack made from 100% chicken bones. Um, they are delightfully crunchy and scratchy on the throat. Nice. Good yeah. for pets, too. Ex- absolutely. So uh, thank you very much, Bag O'Bones, for sponsoring Sakamichi Nights. Mm. We're not just here to talk about chicken bones, though, are we? What is the, what is the point of all of this? Uh, we're here to celebrate beer. Yeah, what is the beer that we're here to celebrate this this week? We're going to drink and celebrate Parasol from Open Air Brewing. Open Air, is it just Open Air? Is it Open Air Brewing? Open Air Brewery. Open Air Beer. Open Air Beer Works. It's bound to be one of these. Yeah, one of those was probably in there. Anyway, Open Air Brewing in well, can, Kobe. In Kobe. What else can you tell us about Open Air Brewing? A uh, good friend of Sakamichi, Ben Henry, Benry, as he mm. likes to be known. Mm. Uh, he used to be the head brewer at Nomcraft, and he uh, switched up to the new place in Kobe, and now he's, I believe, head brewer at Open Air. Mm. And we were always huge fans of his beer Absolutely. when he was brewing at Nomcraft, so really looking forward to this one. I feel, though, that I've kind of blown past our usual waffling at the start of the episode. I didn't ask you how your week's been. You been having a good week? You know, the heat Mm. is a thing. The heat. Um, I think, for some reason, this heat has taken me by surprise more than regular summer. I think last summer I was kind of feeling, yeah, I'm used to the heat now. I may come from not a particularly hot country, but I'm used to it now. But this year has been very unpleasant and very tiring and i think part of that might have been that there has been no pun intended no warm-up period to this heat it was just kind of very sudden and very extreme right off the bat yeah it was rainy season it was kind of cool it was still tea drinking weather in the mornings Mm. and then suddenly boom 39 degrees enjoy that in your face yeah what are some of your beat the heat tips uh, beer, I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. I went on a ride on Saturday actually to somewhat change the subject, uh, but I went on a ride last Saturday around Boso Peninsula, Ooh. not around the whole thing, but kind of in the middle on the uh, on some of the quieter and some of the uh, somewhat closed off roads uh, in the trees and the shade. Not a lot of traffic. It was quite nice. Still very very hot. Uh, but I did that in order to end up at Shiokaze Brew Lab. It was the last weekend of their second anniversary right. event. So uh, I want to do want to do a ride. And Chiba has a lot of nice, quiet, shady roads. And I can end at Soga and have a beer. 
and I can actually get a train from Soga if I get the right one that goes all the way essentially to my house. I'm guessing after enjoying the celebrations at Shirokase, you were not really in the mood for riding back to your house. Certainly not through the center of, you know, right around the bay through mm. all the grossness. Um, what were some of the beers that you drank while you were there? So for their event, they had all Shirokase beers on tap. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I finished with, so I was a little bit disappointed because they, Shibakuzo is his American strong ale, yep. uh, which we are big fans of. It's mm-hmm. 9.5%, I think. Um, so he put on, I, I guess they had two kegs of last year's Shibakuzo in reserve. So for a few days, they had last year's Shibakuzo and this year's Shibakuzo batch side by side. Right. And I was quite interested to get a half of each of those and uh, compare the two of them. But Very apparently it sold out earlier on Saturday oh, before no. I got there. You should have ridden faster. I should have, yes. Lesson learned on that one. Um, but I had the new Shibakuzo, which was delicious. I had the, uh, they did an Imperial Baltic Porter called Legendary Baltic Porter with Idrisil, which wow. I had, which was delicious. Um... I'm trying to think what else I had. I don't know. I had about five or six halves, I think. Mm. So I could sample a lot of the menu. Mm. So two and a half or three beers. Yeah. It's a it's a really great spot, isn't mm. it? I, the, I've only been there once, and I think that was for the first anniversary event. Yeah. Um, so I would really like to get back out mm. to, uh, to Soga. The trouble is it's just so far away. Mm. You know, it's an hour and a half from here. But uh, it's definitely worth the trip. If I can find the time. I must have done something right while I was there because uh, Chris Poole, friend of Sakamichi and uh, an owner-proprietor of Shiokaze Brew Lab, absolutely begged me to come on the podcast. He wanted you to go on his podcast? No, like tears in his eyes. He was like, please have me on Sakamichi Nights. It's the hottest thing going. It's going to mean a lot for his brand. We're really going to like drag him up into the rarefied air in which we exist this uh this could mean a lot for young up-and-coming brewer mm, chris Poole. that's right yeah um so hopefully we'll be able uh, to give him a bit of a leg up yeah so uh hopefully he's going to be by next week to be on the podcast excellent yep something to look forward to mm. um i have also had a very hot and sweaty week you've been beating the heat um I've been trying. I've been trying to beat the heat, but uh, it is just so damn hot. The other day, I went to the gym to cool off Hmm. because I thought they're going to have free air conditioning at the gym. They did, but also because it's the gym, uh, and I think because of coronavirus regulations, all the windows were open. So a little bit pointless. Hmm. Um, But still, it was uh, was nice to be pumping some iron Mm -hmm. and looking out at uh, the hot sun. I find that like getting really sweaty... And having a big workout and then sort of having a nice cold shower after that. When you do go outside into the heat again, at least for a short time, it feels slightly more bearable. Yeah. I think your body is adjusted to that higher temperature. Right. Sure. But uh, after I had finished uh, working out, I got on one of those body composition scale things. Mm, You ever had to go on one of those? Yeah. Uh, And it told me that I am quite overweight, but very muscular. Okay. And... I have the body. I have the body of a seventeen-year-old. Well, in your trunk. See, everybody makes that same (laughs) joke. No, in this weather, you must be insane. It's in the freezer. Uh, I I don't know quite what went wrong with this machine. I clearly don't have the body of a seventeen-year-old, but uh, I'm willing to. uh, I I took the printout and took it home to to show my wife because I I knew she wouldn't believe me if I just told her. Right. It's uh, it's really curious. I'm I'm curious to know what, like. 
what happened in 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 that machine mm. like what what did it read in you to mm. go this dude is 17 my youthful spirit clearly probably yeah um i think also it is probably set up for japanese people rather than westerners like there are probably different things that need to be tweaked i don't think i am very muscular right. um so and i certainly don't have the body of a 17 year old maybe it was because i was wearing my socks maybe the socks are the 17 year old thing the 17 year old socks yeah why not right. yeah I went, I got my health check last year and, uh, and I felt like I was probably in some of the best shape maybe I've been in since I was in high school. I don't know. Uh, but my, my waist was 32 inches, whatever that is in centimeters. I'm not sure. Yeah. 31, 32 inches, somewhere around there, which I think is pretty good. 140 centimeters. Uh, yeah, something like that. Um, anyway, they, uh, they got me at the end with a bunch of stuff about like, do I want to come in for counseling about like metabolic syndrome and, you know, do I need help with my nutrition and stuff like right. that? Because apparently I'm still fat. Like, Look at I, you, man. Yeah. Sumo like Bellamy over here. 31 inch, 31 and a half inch waist is pretty reasonable, but I guess not. I think that Japanese health checks focus entirely on just how heavy are you? How many kilos are you? I remember my health check when I worked at Ishikawa Shuzo and I was cycling like 150 kilometers a week. I was down to 76 kilos or something, right. which for my height is, is pretty light. Right. Uh, and I felt bad. You know, it wasn't healthy for me to be that light. I almost literally couldn't consume enough calories. The blood check said I was slightly anemic and I was starving, hungry all the time. Right. But the nurse was like, so is this your best ever? Right. What, what do you mean best? You might like want to deal best. with all of this. <laughs> yes, this is the lightest I've been since secondary school, but I don't feel great. This yeah. isn't this isn't really good for me. Right. Um, so I don't know. I, I think obviously I'm not a medical professional, but I wonder sometimes if these nutritionists are either. It does seem to be numbers. literally and metaphorically one size fits all with some right. of this stuff. Like yeah. you don't conform to these parameters. So something is wrong with you. Right. We're not interested in like taking your specific case into account. I should take this printout back to that particular nutritionist. You yeah. See? 17. I have a body. I have the body of a 17 year old. <laughs> anyway, why don't we uh, ruin our health a little bit and age our bodies by drinking some delicious beer from Open Air Brewery. Welcome back. Our second sponsor tonight, I'm delighted to say that Sakamichi Nights is brought to you in part by Fun Fergus's Fergal Foot Cream. Mm. All the excitement of your local pool with none of the wetness. Nice. Fun Fergus guarantees a fungal foot infection or your money back. You know that Fergus guy, he's trustworthy. Right, so the beer this week is Parasol from Open Air. It's a hazy IPA. What do you make of it? It is a hazy IPA. Mm. It's it's kind of exactly what you expect from a hazy IPA. It looks the part. Uh, it delivers a lot of... I get a ton of citrus aroma mm. on the nose. And also what comes off maybe is a bit of lemon zest. Like a, a little bit of that bitterness from lemon zest. And then it, it delivers very similarly, I think. It kind of... it's It doesn't throw you any curveballs. It comes across similarly to how it... Uh, to, to the aroma you get from it. It almost tastes like a little bit like lemon drop. It was lemon drop hops. And I, I don't think those are in this, but I taste a little bit of it. 
that kind of sweet lemon flavor almost. I think the uh, hops in this one are Idaho 7, Sabro, and Citra. Mm-hmm. So certainly we are going to be getting some some citrus fruit out of mm, that. Maybe sure. some, some kind of mecan as well. The Sabro is an interesting addition. Yeah. Some people say that has a kind of coconut yep. aroma to it. Coconut and mango, I think, mm. are the big ones from Sabro. It's a, it's a really complex taste. I remember ages ago watching a, a TV show with Heston Blumenthal. Do you remember that guy? He was... Uh, the chef proprietor of a restaurant called the Fat Duck or the Fatted Duck that was considered to be the the best restaurant in the world. Okay. He was a molecular gastronomist. Mm-hmm. And he would make these TV shows where he would do crazy stuff like um, the, the dessert is a gingerbread house that's so big you can get in it and you kind of smash it up with your hands and eat it. Okay. And uh, the, there's one of those that I remember where all of the guests, when they arrived for the dinner, were given a drink. And if you drink it out of the glass in the right way, one side of it is hot and the other is ice cold. Okay. And they even had some people with like steam coming out of one nostril and almost going into the other one. Mm. And the reason that this beer reminded me of that is because I think it has a really interesting flavor profile. It kind of tastes a little sharp and bitter at the bottom of your mouth, Mm. but really kind of smooth and creamy at the top of your mouth at the same time. Right. So it's not like you get one flavor and then the next one. These are both happening at the same time, right. which is really interesting. I should note that I have not, I've not really done this in, in, a, in the proper way. I'm drinking a glass of Idrisil's excellent Hara Porter at the same time, which is a real funky beer. It's a spiced porter with like cloves and cardamom, things like that in mm. it, shiso and stuff. Shiso? Sancho. Sancho, sorry. Uh, and you get all of that flavor in there. And just before we had this, uh, I had a sip of that. So if anyone is out there thinking that we are like being proper about this and rinsing our palates with water or something like that, a bunch we of crackers. absolutely it, not doing that. It was probably a mistake to brush your teeth right between that. Right, and, uh, yes. This. Yeah, I, I, what I'm saying though is that it's a very complex flavor. And I think mm. the, the mouth feel even is different at, um, at the bottom of your mouth and at the top of your mouth. Mm. Um, this beer does have lactose in it, which we've talked about a few times on the show before, right. uh, as having a kind of creamy mouthfeel and a slight hint of sweetness. So I think that adds quite a lot of uh, complexity to mm. this one. I feel like you can almost feel the lactose doing a lot of the heavy lifting as it carries through, especially at the end of the, you know, in the beginning, you get, you get a hit of the carbonation and it's a bit sharp, and then you get that smooth creaminess come through after that. There you go. Quite nice. Very summery. Yeah. Um, the the description on their website uh, lists peach, pineapple, and coconut as some yep. of the key descriptors. So it's almost like drinking a nice pina colada, mm. except it's a beer. Right. Um, it doesn't get much more summery than that. Yeah. Um, I could see myself sitting on a, a hot tube. beach. Tube. Tubing. Yeah. Um, I could see myself tubing whilst uh, enjoying a, a glass or two of this. But I'm, dang- I'm straying dangerously close to, to pairing territory. Save that. There. Save that material. Um, well, save it for right now, because it is time to, to pair this beer. I'm going to spin the wheel of pairings. Oh, yes. We have eight different options. Yep. Everybody knows this by now. I don't need to go over it again. But we can't pick the two options that we had the last two times, which yep. were, of course... We had Seth in last week, of course. Two weeks ago, yep. Two weeks ago? Really? Yes. All right. Uh, I don't. I don't remember anything. What uh, was it last week? Last week we had the Body Faza, Body Zaffa rather, and it was Drinking Companion. Okay. Yeah, and I chose Bodhi from the movie. Yeah. Yep. Great. Uh, and the week before that we had Seth, and I think it was TV and movies. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to be either of those two okay. things. 
Let's roll the dice and see what we get. Number six, activity. Oh, yeah. Time for your two bid. <laughs> what are you going to be doing? What you guess go- what was on my you mind. You can't choose two bid again. Can I... Okay. Is it two bid adjacent? Can I float down a river? On what? what? On anything. Not a tube, but on something else. Okay, so what? What if it's a tube, but it's square? A squoob. A squoob. Yeah. Squoobin. You ever been <laughs> squoobin? You know, I haven't. I haven't been squoobin. <laughs> but uh, would you... You mean a raft? No, no, it's got a hole in the middle. Okay. Let's let's move away from this. All right. Not too bit. You're really, you're really holding me down. What are you going to do? What's your activity? Mm. Glad you asked. Uh, I would like to go to a roller disco. Okay. Whilst drinking this. Nice. Uh, I could see myself flinging myself around the ring. Uh, maybe even doing one of those cool kind of chain things. The yeah. conga kind of things mm-hmm. where we all hold on to each other's hips and cycle. But, you know, the left hand is gripping the belt of the person in front of you. Right. The right hand is firmly grasped around the, the delicious glass right. of parasol. In your fantasy world, mm. this is 100% not allowed anywhere. No roller rink lets you take drinks onto the, onto the roller surface. You're saying this like I should care. I mean, you're the guy who just invented school games. <laughs> you never been squibbing? No, I've never been squibbing. It's not a thing. Ah. Uh, so I would like to be there. And, um, you know, I, I'm thinking uh, the, the lights are going to have some cool disco lights, mm-hmm. lots of colors. Everyone's wearing kind of white jumpsuits. Um, maybe a kind of Buck Rogers theme, yep. in fact. Um, right on. Lots of uh, white satin uh, and cool futuristic yep. disco music uh, while we're zooming around um, and drinking this parasol. You know what's reminded me of that? What's given me that idea? What's that? Is um, it's the Pina Colada collection uh, connection uh-huh. because um, the the movie um, Guardians of the Galaxy mm. featured that uh, Pina Colada song, and if those guys were chilling and having some fun, I could see them at some kind of futuristic roller disco. I see. That's the kind of thing that they would get up to. And in the future, they would have some kind of like liquid cleanup system that would allow you to take your beer out onto the floor of the roller rig. Yeah, some kind of Zamboni except for right. uh, a roller disco. Driven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, force fields, perhaps. Right. Have and you ever listened to the lyrics of the Pina Colada song? Yeah, it's about infidelity. Yes. And um, they, they both place an ad, the husband and wife. Uh, doesn't one f- answer the other one's ad or something? I think they both place ad. Oh, yeah, the ads. Yeah, I'm not sure. But they, the, 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 their infidelity leads them to back to each other. Each other. Yeah, but it leads them go, back to each oh, other. They right. find that actually yeah. they are better suited for each other than they initially right. thought they were. Not only do we all like the same things, we both want to cheat. Right. <laughs> this is, we've got even more in common than we knew about. If you like pina coladas and something else. I can't yeah. remember what the next line is. I like the, uh, if you're not into yoga, if you have half a brain. If you're not into yoga, if you're if you like if you're into champagne, yeah, something like that. Anyway, uh, this is not a chance for for you to listen to us half remember lyrics from old songs. No, I remember them. Daniel Bellamy, what is your activity? Uh, I would like to drink this beer, maybe not, maybe not exactly while doing the thing, but I would have this beer on the side while playing frisbee. And when I say playing frisbee, I'm not talking about ultimate frisbee. I'm not talking about frisbee golf. Just talking about like standing out, you got a nice flat, grassy field, minimal wind, just hucking a frisbee back and forth mm. between a few people, not just two people, like three or four people, maybe more. And um, you wouldn't be drinking at the same time? You want to have just come off the, uh, the frisbee field 
and this is the the cauldron that's oh, the beer here. there, right? Let's say you got five or six people in a big circle. Yeah, you're you're wanging the frisbee around. Yeah, and at, at any point you can just be like, I'm gonna, I got my beer over here in the grass, and you can just go have a sip of this beer and come back. You know what I like? Uh, when the frisbee is coming towards you, or like let's say it's a little bit off the mark, yep. and you've got to run a bit to go and get it. Yep. There's not anything in your mind in that moment other than can I get to this? Can I catch this frisbee? Can I get there? Is it going to hang up long enough? Can I get to the spot where I need to be? Can I reach it? Like everything else goes out of your mind. So whatever it's, just, it's just like Tubin. Whatever you're stressed about. No, because Tubin, you have a ton of time to reflect until you get blood or drugs. Oh, so it's the opposite of Tubin. It's the opposite of Tubin. Yes. You are 100% in the moment of just like, I have one single purpose mm. in my life right now, and that is to catch this frisbee. Mm. Whatever stress you got at your job, whatever you're worried about, what depression, whatever is going on, like in that very short moment, it's just like, this is all I'm worried about. Mm. And I'm not even worried about that because it's a frisbee. You catch it, you don't catch it, right? But you are singularly driven with everything out of your head just to get to this spot and catch this frisbee. I love that moment. Are you a dog? In, no, not in this, no. No, I have hands. You're not catching this frisbee. I just, just want to be rat. me catching a frisbee. The, there's only been one kind of creature that I've seen pursue a frisbee with that kind of single-minded determination, and it's a dog. You never played frisbee with me then. That's true, actually. No, I haven't. Uh, maybe we should uh, we should book uh, the frisbee court. The frisbee court. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. Have this beer off to the side. You got a picnic blanket set up. You got this in a growler, maybe a few glasses poured of it. And every now and then, you can just be like, "I'm going to go have a break, have a couple sips of that, and come back to the frisbee game." One of the uh, things we do about these pairings is we both listen respectfully to the other person's ideas. Do we try not to offer suggestions for improvement? but I'm going to break that streak now. Um, I think that your fantasy could be improved. Let's imagine that the field you're playing on is the softest, most comfortable, and most bug and stone-free grass you've ever walked on. Right. You take shoes off. Yeah. And you could put that glass of parasol between my toes in your shoe. Okay. That's my top uh, picnic tip. Right. Is that a can of beer will fit almost perfectly into right. a and shoe. And not fall over. And yeah. not fall over, yeah. yeah. It's pretty good. Um, so would you like to adapt to your fantasy that you, you're running around barefoot? I mean, I, I was barefoot already. Yeah. Uh, but I like the idea of like... flapping in the wind. Yeah. But I like the idea of if, if we're going to go this direction, let's go all the way of no bugs, like nice soft grass. Yeah, a bit of clover. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. No stones. Sure. Yeah, the, the, this sounds extremely I'll idyllic. accept this note. Uh, what is the temperature? I don't know. It's comfortable. It's not this, whatever this is. It's not what it's been the last few days. I want it to be sunny. I want it to be clear skies, but not oppressively hot. Mm. What does that need to be? 23? 24? What time of day is it? It's, uh, you know what? It's 11 in the morning. Really? Yeah. And you're having beers yeah, and playing you frisbee. It's that kind of day. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I think it's the kind of day when you can tell it is going to be hot, but mm. it's not hot yet. Right. Yeah, sounds pretty good. Thank you very much for the beer that has taken us on, taken us on such a journey. Yeah, Jane. this has been uh, this has been something. That's been great. It speaks to uh, the quality and deliciousness, delicitude of this beer. Mm, top delicitude. Uh, speaking of idyllic circumstances and being in the right place at the right time to enjoy some delicious beers yeah 
thought it might be an idea to talk about some of the things that we have planned oh. for this summer. Okay. Um, it does seem like festivals and events are returning to Japan mm. this year. Mm -hmm. Of course, everyone needs to make their own decisions about what they feel is safe and appropriate yep. for them to do. I would urge everybody to get as many vaccines as they possibly can as well. But we're kind of looking forward to a summer of actually doing stuff yeah. for the first time in Sakamichi history. Yeah. Why don't you take us through some of the things that we have in mind? Well, we got good news recently, uh, which was the, the shrine that's just down the road from us that normally has uh, one or two big events every year that they've been canceled every year that we've been open. Uh, they're going to have one of their events uh, the last weekend of August. Uh, we don't know like what the scope scale of that is going to be just yet. I think they've said that it's going to be not as big as normal. Right. What that means, we don't really know. Does that mean that the street's going to be closed and the Mikoshi are going to be rocking? Or uh, if it's only going to be on temple grounds, we don't really know. But uh, If this Mikoshi's rocking, don't come along. Yes, that's, that's what they say. Uh but so th that is happening in, in some kind of form. So that's going to be that's going to be really good. We're going to uh, maybe set up the jockey box and be slanging beers right out the front door, possibly. Yeah. And when that festival was going on, it was a pretty huge festival. Yeah. You know, you're talking thousands of people basically walking right down the street outside our brewery. Mm. Uh, and so it would be really fantastic if that could, ha could happen, I think. It, you kind of you don't know what you got till it's gone. You don't miss it till it's not there. Right. I really have Warrant. been missing yeah. uh, summer festivals. You know, you don't realize how much of a part of your life they are until mm. they're just not there. But I remember sort of wandering around the neighborhood where I live with my family and coming across random summer festivals in the years before Corona started. Mm. And you know, you can just sit down on the grass and get some kakigori and right. maybe have a, a, a paper cup of some crappy beer. Yeah. Um, it's delightful. It's absolutely yeah. delightful. Uh, and so I, I'm really looking forward to those potentially starting up again. This they, year. they also seem like they would be like, that's the right thing to get going again because it's mm. outdoors. Yeah. So uh, as long as you're not, standing face to face and just exhaling hard into someone's nostrils like it should be reasonably safe as long as you're not carrying the mikoshi basically in other words essentially yes um we talked also about having some kind of sakamichi summer fest mm. uh sakasonic mm -hmm. kind of thing um maybe early on in in august uh first or second weekend of august uh and and trying to recreate a bit of that summer festival atmosphere yeah you know we don't have a firm plan for what that could mean. Hey, if you have some particular ideas about what it means to go to a summer festival, we're curious to hear from you. For me, I'm thinking we rent a kakigori machine. Maybe we get a soft serve machine and put some fruit sours in it mm. or some imperial stouts. People have um, been doing that with slushies as well, the slushy machine with like a fruit sour in it also. Yeah, mm. yeah that could be really tasty. To make um, sure the kids know it's not for them. Right, yes. Um, and, you know, I don't know, fireworks or whatever. We haven't really planned it out in any particular detail. Mm. I'm talking about fireworks outside, not in the bar. Right, yeah. 
Um, I could just stand outside with some Roman candles, just firing them into yeah, the air, taped to you all over uh, your head, attracting yeah. attention to the bar. Homer Simpson advertising the yeah. uh, bowling alley kind of style. Um, but that that could be really fun, uh, and we're thinking first or second weekend in August mm. for that one. We've also talked a bit, and we've we've done this a couple times previously about having like a, an IPA heavy weekend. Uh, we only have eight taps, and so we try and keep it really balanced. We always have Shibasaki session, a session IPA on tap, and then usually we have one one domestic IPA and one import IPA on at all times. That's three out of eight taps already for IPAs. Uh, so we, we want to keep the other five for some other beers, some fruit beers, some sours, some uh, something dark. We want to keep it balanced like that. But we've done it a couple times where we've had a weekend where we've just laid on we haven't done all eight, I think. We usually have one dark beer in there, right. one, one one stout or one brown ale or something, but otherwise seven IPAs, some, some bitter IPAs, some West Coast stuff, some real hoppy things, some hazies, uh, a real mix, you know, maybe a sour IPA and to mix it up. But uh, we'd, I'd like to do that again. I think that's fun. I don't, don't want to be IPA heavy all the time because that's not so interesting for me, but uh, to do it, to have a weekend every now and then say like just it's all IPAs. Like, come out and drink a bunch of IPAs. That's good fun. I think from both of our personal perspectives, we like IPAs, but we also really like lots of other beer styles. Right. So we want to keep a fairly varied mm. tap menu. But IPAs are probably the most popular style. And there are lots of different kinds of, of IPAs as well. So it can be fun to just say, hey, whoops, all IPAs yeah. for the weekend uh, and see where that leads us. And I also, I think it's fun to tie that into some kind of harvest celebration. Uh, I don't know about where you grew up in Ohio, but in the UK, September is harvest festival kind of time. Um, right. have a, still have a kind of gentle paganism and being mm. in tune with the seasons and how things progress throughout the year right. uh, still takes place. So to, to celebrate the harvesting of all the hops we can just have a little festival of hops yeah. sometime in, in September. Mm. That might be a good one. The other thing that we've done before a few times, we're thinking about doing again, is Spookamichi, yeah. October, yeah. Um, having some kind of heretic event, maybe. We'll see about that. Mm. Um, events at Heretic recently have given us some pause for thought, but it's been really fun in the past. To, to run that Spookamichi event uh, and just get a bunch of different heretic beers, maybe some other kind of uh, Halloween-themed beers. Mm, Devilcraft, I guess, has some good names for that kind of stuff. There's the, the, the pumpkin beer from Bed, the Kabocha, mm-hmm. uh, Country Girl Kabocha Ale. Um, we might be able to get hold of some, uh, some other pumpkin beers as well, potentially, mm. um, and have those on and have a kind of spooky slash Halloween-y slash heretic-y, demon-y, devil-y kind of festival. Yeah. That could be pretty fun. Yeah. Got to figure out another costume that goes with his hair. Mm. What are you thinking? I don't know. It might be time just to go full Jesus. Did, isn't that what you did last year? No. What did I do last year? The dude. The dude, yeah. I mean, he, he's a messianic figure for sure. Right. Not right. actually Jesus. Church of the dude. Yeah. Um, hey, if you can think of something that would go with Daniel's hair, mm. answers on a postcard. Hair-based costumes. We also do want to hear from you if you have any strong feelings about events that we could hold. We've talked about having an IPA, heavy festival. What about if it was dark beers or some other kind of beer that mm. you'd like to see as feature? Or, you know, anything else, really. Um, 
we have our own ideas, but we also do want to hear from you and, uh, and what you think about different events that we could hold in here now that events are starting to slowly come back yep. to Japan, hopefully. So um, get in touch with us. Uh, Twitter is probably the best place, but uh, anywhere you want to drop us a line would be great. What about this weekend? Do we have any hot beers or hot things coming up on the tap boards or in the fridge? Two big beers coming in. Uh, we have another hazy, I think it's a hazy double IPA from Revision, which are always very, very popular. Uh, it's called Glitter Moon. Mm. Um, Picture so, of a unicorn on the can. Yeah. It's going to be a hot one. Pretty stoked about that. We've talked about this before. It's, it's uh, you know, Revision, they just bang out really big hazies. Uh, this one's 8.5%. So... Uh, I'm sure it's going to be great. Galaxy and Vic Secret hops. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. I like Vic Secret. Yes, please. Uh, also coming in on Friday is a Case of Society's 10th anniversary beer, which I believe is a triple, West Coast triple IPA, maybe? Uh, that's a big honking beer. Uh, but Society Brewery, we really like, and they do a lot of really great things with, uh, specifically with IPAs and hops, so... We're pretty stoked, stoked to have their 10th anniversary of beer. That's a 10 percenter, I think, that mm. one. Got to be pretty stroked to have that one in. I'm going to take... Did I say stroked? Did I? You corrected yourself, but I think we should all start saying I'm really stroked, stroked about stroked. this one. I'm pretty stroked. All right, that's a new thing we're saying. I'm pretty stroked about the 10th anniversary. Mm. Uh, I'm definitely going to take a can of that home. Yeah, take it home and get stroked. Yep. Uh, excellent stuff. Uh, both of those to look forward to this weekend. Um, until then, we will look forward to hearing all of your ideas about fantastic events that we could hold in our space. Take care of yourselves, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening, everybody. Chat to you next week. <laughs>